Welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. The two idiots that I have with me this week are <laughs> the professor. I'm not an idiot. I have two university degrees. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, sunshine. There's plenty of idiots out there that have got more than one university degree. Um, and the other <laughs> one that's cackling away like a headless chook is the DJ. Hey, guys. So what have, you, what have you been up to lately there, Professor? Uh, working, volunteering. I uh, did some car parking today. Okay. And uh, trying to find time to fit in a bit of game development. Sounds I will like release it one day. That's what they all say. Absolutely. <laughs> you go to the nursing home and they're all like, I had this brilliant idea I was working on and I'll finish it one day. As long as they have fiber to the bed in the nursing home, I can live with that. Okay. And what have you been up to, DJ? Uh, nothing much. Uh, did my voting. Uh, said my regards to a, fr- uh, for a friend's birthday party today. And yeah, nothing much. Okay. Been working yeah. on your assignments. Well, got the, got, got the assignment topics today. So yeah, I'm going to start working on it today. Yeah. That's nice to hear. So I take it you all voted as well? Voted yep. for what? The election today. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now um, you're giving away that we w- weren't able to record on our usual day and we're late. <laughs> Let's also just total disinterest in um, voting for one idiot or the other. Yeah. So first topic up this week is some new comics for us, is it? Yes. Yes, indeed. So, um, Joss, we- so Joss Whedon's Fly- Firefly is taking is going into a new original graphic novel known as Firefly, The Sting. And it'll be written by New York Times bestselling author Delia S. Dawson and features art art by artists Pius Buck and Rodrigo Lorenzo. So this, okay. graphic no- so this graphic novel sees Firefly's women attempting a major heist. It arrives in November 2019. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, heard a leak from that that came out the other day. It's going to be about the Firefly crew teaming up with the police. Ah, oh, what? Because in here they've got um, Saffron. No, I mean the police, as in every step you take. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. How proud. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just, when I think of Sting, I don't think of the police. <laughs> no, if you think of the wrestler. No, when I think of Sting, I just think of his music alone. Like, yeah, I don't think he's the man. Sorry, it's been a long day. (laughs) What do you guys think of the uh, synopsis um, in general? Well, as long as it's of the same sort of quality as the other Firefly Firefly comics, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I'm not going to pass judgment until seeing something more than just a bare idea and outline. Yeah. Although like um, Dawson's saying here he's, that, that they've been a fi- I've been a Firefly fan since I saw Serenity in the theatre in 2005 and then rushed out to buy the DVD set that night. I wonder Sweet. what's worse, knowing about what happens at the end of Serenity before you've seen the series and going through it and knowing what's going to happen or uh, starting with the series and being blindsided by it. Ooh. 
we'll see. I watched the series when it first came out and got to the end of season one, and as I say, I'm so looking forward to season two. And then they canned it. Yeah, I had the uh, the ending of the movie, like not the whole ending, but um, the well, it's been what fifteen years. Yeah, the, it's moratorium when spoilers has expired. But I had the um, the major death spoiled by uh, by the line that he says being memed. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch me soar. Yeah, yeah. Wash was one of those characters. Yeah, and they were funnily enough, they got uh, Alan Tudyk in as a substitute for Nathan Fillion in Santa Clarita Diet. Mm -hmm. So they've got a a zombie played by Nathan Fillion who. at, in season three, they couldn't get him back because he's working on some cop show. And they got Alan Tudyk to come on and do his best Nathan Fillion voice and explain the reason why he sounds different as part of his uh, throat falling out. <laughs> That's another show that was cancelled before it should have been. Yeah, um, there's been too much of that sort of stuff. Um, can the people that keep cancelling the shows go and cancel the supposed reality TV and give us back the good stuff. Yep. Anyway, um, anything special we need to look out for there with that one, DJ? Um, oh. I like to see, I, I want to see the, um, I, I, okay. I'm, I've never seen Firefly to be honest with you guys. So I, I'm, but what I'm interested in is how they said that they only saw the DVD set and the movie and they're going to base it off that. And I'm wondering, are they going to, they should research it. I'm hoping they research it a little bit more into the firefire lore, like with the with the novels that, that are upcoming as well. Like maybe they can use that the lore from the from the novels as well to introduce into the comics as well. Well, hang on, they said he became a fan that night. Like they went and saw the movie, and then they rushed out, rushed out and bought the DVD set straight away. I haven't seen anywhere it says that, that that's all. They haven't actually read any of the other comics. Honestly, the um, the Dark Horse comics aren't the best at following the the canon. Yeah, there's um like there's nothing wrong with them on a fundamental level. They're good stories, but my big issue is the uh, backstory they did for um for Shepard mm-hmm. because they give him this uh, fairly generic backstory of being a thief and growing up and joining the army, but it doesn't carry the gravity that. Um, they portrayed the shepherd as having in the series. Yeah, because he was—he wasn't just a thief who joined the army. He was uh, well. The moratorium on spoilers over. Like he was—he was the predecessor for the guy who hunts them down in um, fight in Serenity. The yeah, movie. he was—he was a full-on full top-level operative. Yeah, he his uh, character in the series comes across as having a much bigger impact on the uh, on the Alliance's military than the uh, character in the comics. Yeah, because he used the um, special code that made the commander of one of the big destroyer control level things go, oh, i got to run after this guy and do exactly what he says. Yeah, I think the... Um, uh, I think that was the one too, though, that had a cameo by the fourth Doctor. Yeah, it was because it was... Um, he got shot. There was actually the um, there was some bounty hunters or something chasing after them or trying to rob them. Yeah, I don't. I mean the um the sorry, I'm crossing lines a bit. I meant the uh, the comic where they reveal ah. books backstory. I think is the one that has a cameo by the um, by Tom Baker. 
Yeah. They're going through some uh, big hall in like an immigration department or something. And in the background of one of the scenes, you can see the fourth doctor running past. Yep. Alrighty. Um, so are you actually going to get around to watching Firefly, DJ? Yeah, I, I, I would love to have a look at it. Yeah. yeah. He lies. <laughs> he says this, but he never does it. But honestly, careful, though, careful, I, I mean, my this... precious. it says it's going to watch it, but it never does. <laughs> but honestly, though, I, I'm, I might look forward to checking this out as well in, in the end. Okay. Well, we'll hold you to that. We'll expect a, a book review, and, <laughs> and we'll we'll know when you watched it because you'll turn up and wearing a brown coat. If you can't tell me the context of the line "this food is problematic" within fourteen days, I will do horrible things to you. And if you even better, if you can't explain why you see a man walking down the street wearing a hat like that, you know he ain't afraid of nothing. <laughs> I swear by my pretty bonnet, I will do you. I will do you harm. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should move along to the next topic, which is Professor. Yeah, I've you got a uh, nice light-hearted one this week uh-huh. about uh, Mortal Kombat um, artists suffering PTSD. That That is very light-hearted. I can see that. that yes. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, there's a developer who has anonymously interviewed with Kotaku, and they've said that they worked on the game in uh, Mortal Kombat 11 in 2018, and they had to work on the animations for the fatalities. And within a month, they started feeling effects. They said they had extremely graphic dreams that were very violent, and they'd stay awake for days at a time to avoid sleeping. Then they went to a therapist and were diagnosed with PTSD because... Uh, they say you'd go around the office and people would be watching hangings, looking at pictures of murder victims, animals being slaughtered, and they say the scary part is the point at which new people get used to it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they um they go really heavily into realism for the fatalities in this game. And yeah. it, unfortunately, it's having a negative impact on the developers. Yeah, well, um, there is that old line uh, you. you- you only get out what you put in, so if you keep putting garbage and stuff in there, it's going to have a bad impact. Although, do we need to be careful now that um, given all the um, weirdos and nut jobs that whenever there's a mass shooting blame computer games, they're going to seek to find out who we use so they can arrest him before he does a mass shooting somewhere in the US? No, because you see, it's obviously video games cause violence not making video games. Ah, okay. Just thought I'd better check that one just because we need to be conscientiously observing and making sure that there's not going to be another mass shooting in America based upon a video game. What's interesting yeah. with, with with what the person was saying is how working on the fatalities is was brutal in, term, in terms of uh, the, vi- the amount of violence. Ed Boone interestingly said this um, quote, the more outrageous, the better, but not realistic. Nothing that somebody can think, oh, I'm going to repeat that. That's his mindset in terms of how fatalities work in the new Mortal Kombat game. Okay, so as long as it's something completely ridiculous, like ripping out someone's spine, that's okay. I suppose that kind of makes sense on the theory that it's uh, 
divorced from reality. Yeah. Well, hey, we could just go the way um, PUBG Mobile has gone in China, where there's no blood, it's just green blobs. And <laughs> well, a dying person doesn't die. But, sorry, was that? Even still, uh, in the last week or so, Tencent had to pull the game. Oh, okay. But, yeah, like having having the person wave goodbye before, I don't even know what happens after that. I just gave up <laughs> reading, listening. When, and when anyone tells me about it, I just, yeah. If someone mentions the name PUBG to me at the moment, I just go into another space. <laughs> um, Ed Boone also said in the article, um, he says, for Mortal Kombat 11, the new fatalities are often designed to emphasise certain types of visual flair, like intense blood splatter, or fiery particle effects. This helps the design team show off the graphical improvements of the new games and keep the violence usually engaging. Yeah, because we don't want people getting bored when they're watching someone being killed. It's got to be entertaining death. Yeah, I think the real issue comes down to um, when you're playing the game, a fatality only lasts for a few seconds. But these guys are looking at this day after day. And uh, there's a quote here from another uh, worker. It says that when he looks at his dog, he sees the guts inside of it. So I imagine he spent a lot of time looking at organs, trying to get the right uh, effect for someone having the spleen ripped out. And I don't know what the solution is for this, I guess, because it's a hugely popular game, so it's not like they're going to stop making it. I don't know, maybe they could um, have a rotation. You work on... Um, you work on Mortal Kombat for a few, for a month, and then you switch back over to Barbie's Beach Party. <laughs> no, Barbie's Beach Party would make you go postal. <laughs> but the thing that gets me is that these guys are going out and watching all this other stuff. I don't know why you need to go watching that for inspiration. Like you look at the, you can, you can go and get um, the body mechanics and so forth, and then come up with your own ideas on how it's going to go apart like if you need to go and watch people hanging themselves and stuff like that over and over and over and over again to the point where it's actually creating an issue where you contract ptsd then there's obviously something else wrong going on there because that's just ridiculous yeah i'm not sure who needs the game to be that realistic well it's not even that like to obtain a diagnosis of PTSD from exposure like this, this is the sort of thing where um, police officers and emergency responders, say firefighters, um, paramedics, all that sort of that sort of position, where they go to extreme situations such as traffic accidents, suicide victims, that sort of thing, they get assessed and therapy to debrief and avoid try and help reduce the possibility of contracting PTSD. And so it's like they're literally going out to find a lot of this stuff and then going and watching it over and over and over again, which they don't need to. So yeah, maybe they need to work at just changing it to something different there. Like someone's going looking for the wrong stuff. I just had a thought. I wonder if it's related to, uh, Facebook employees working on the moderation team who are getting PTSD from uh, moderating photos of horrible things. 
DJ, are you sending photos to the Facebook people again? I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> nah, um, but that no. really isn't helping your case. <laughs> no, nah, but honestly, no. Nah, I, 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 I do remember what you were talking about there, Professor, though. Um, yeah, the fav- Facebook content moderators, yeah, they were, they were suffering from PTSD looking at memes at one stage. Surely not like grumpy cat memes, rest in peace, but uh, memes of like ISIS memes of dead people and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Because I, I was just thinking, like, you get some of the memes and the jaffs or gifs. Yeah. <laughs> Gaff, goths. It's pronounced gif. Gif? Okay. <laughs> well, well, even I'll, I'll call it fig. So he gives one. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, yeah, if you're having issues with that sort of stuff, go speak with someone ASAP. Like, yeah, um, don't wait until the world starts to fall apart and hell's, you're going to hell in a handbasket to put your hand up and say, I need help. Um, yeah, I hope, um, that in the future, places like Facebook and, well, Nether Realms are able to provide support for their employees who are facing issues because of this. Well, you think they would, because I know pretty much a vast majority of companies now with uh, their insurance actually have access to counselling services if you feel the need as part of your situation, just because of stress levels. Like um, I was working a contract on a construction project here in brisbane and there were signs up all over the place about access to counseling services if you felt you needed it to you could take the number give them a call and they would make a booking for you to go and speak to someone for counseling etc and it was free of charge for you and that all the company needed to know was yep it was a valid employee and that was it there was no other feedback to the company. And, yeah, like you got people dealing with massive levels of stress and so forth. And there's services available. Just some people think, oh, I'm cool. I don't need it. Yeah. What's interesting with the, with this um, Kotaku article is how we're seeing the inner workings of a company and how they, well, and how they deal with situations. Well, not and- really because this is only saying like, about how, like, some of the things they were doing to get the inspiration. That's not saying about how they're dealing with it because he, he he's anonymously come forward and discussed this. So why why does he need to be anonymous? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think they are dealing with it. If if the issue's being dealt with, then he doesn't need to be anonymous, and he'd be getting a lot of support, and there'll be a complete change. But yeah. This, this, is, this isn't being dealt with. This is just being poured over the top of the spillway and hitting, heading towards the fan to make a big mess. Yeah. I like how he said that the developer who worked with the cinematic teams requested anonymity in order to protect their employment prospects. Yeah. It definitely hasn't been dealt with, then, does it? No, it doesn't. So, yeah, like, um, there's... There's a big issue with burnout and so forth with software developers. There's a massive shortage of great software developers and software engineers. Um, how about 
people start stepping up and looking after their people. We've said this before on this show, um, and hopefully someone will extract their head from whatever orifice they've got it lodged in. But, yeah, you look after your people, they look after you. Yeah. Anyhow, I think we should probably move on because otherwise we'll start to get a bit too nasty. Um, Let's go over to something really nice and special now. Rainbows. Um, I was reading Discover earlier on in the week and they had an article there, 20 things you didn't know about rainbows. And no, it do- nowhere in anywhere amongst it did it say it's um, the rainbow is the colour for the, rain- the flag thing for the Marvel hippies. <laughs> um. Although it, there was somewhere here, it says there was something, I can't remember if it was in this one or there was something else I was read. All right, here it is, number 18. The Bifrost myth is likely the inspiration for a certain modern folktale. When beloved pets die, the story goes, they cross the Rainbow Bridge to an idyllic place where they await their owners. Oh, man, all dogs go to heaven, lie to me. Dang. Um, <laughs> Fire, fire rainbows should not be confused with the flame, flaming rainbow bridge of Norse mythology. That rainbow, called Bifrost, joined the mortal world with that of the gods. Upon death, worthy souls would cross it into Valhalla. Like, there's some pretty cool things here. Which is your favourite, Professor? I uh, haven't actually read the article yet, but uh, I do like the... Um the Norse mythology aspect. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't, uh, can't see it right away um, coming through here, but rainbows are actually circular. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a, uh, a rainbow from a high enough altitude, you can see a full perfect circle of rainbow. Yes. Um, I can't remember if it was in this article or somewhere else I read once. Um, if you draw a a point from like if you because you've got to have the sun shining from behind you to see a rainbow or something i think it is is the best way or at whatever angle you look at where your shadow is that's actually the where the where the head of your shadow is is the center of the arc for the rainbow so yeah um so they're talking about yeah it, there's a rainbow is actually a skid or a fraction occurs because water is denser than air. So it's a little bit more of a light-hearted topic than some of the normal topics I bring here, but figured something fun. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go, number 13. Only after Sir Isaac Newton in the 17th century linked per- perceived colours in a rainbow to notes on a Western musical scale, did European scientists agree that there were seven colours? Yeah, it says uh, the previous points say that the Aristotle said that there were three colours. Mm-hmm. Um, early Islamic scholars also saw three colours, but uh, different colours. And Roger Bacon saw five colours, as well as uh, Chinese scientists and philosophers. And I reckon that's related to uh, language processing, because some languages have, like, ancient Greek, I believe, has no colour for has no word for the color blue. No, but and, that's the reason why they didn't have it's a greater music selection. Yeah, but linked to the uh, the free note musical scale. Well, they couldn't sing the blues if they didn't have the color. Uh. Sorry, I had to put that one in. 
Mine's so I the, wonder uh, if it's related to um to language processing like that. Do you know what the latest in that uh, area is, Bucky? No, I know. Haven't looked at it on the, the on the language aspects. Um, I I was actually thinking more along the lines of chromia processing, so color blindness and so forth. Um, but yeah, because you get some people with um. Chromatic conditions where they've got a limited um, perceptive spectrum, but um, the language part actually seems probably would have been a bit more. Although um, I don't know with the Islamic scholars, I'm not sure where. Like, it depends on the region they're from as well. It's not very clear. Um, you would have thought the medieval people would have been able to identify more than five colors because they had enough colors around them to choose from i like the uh older asian and uh native american traditions also see rain colorful arcs as linking our world with another science uh, and they continue saying science may tell us that rainbows are roads to nowhere but worldwide their allure their allure endures for the lovers the dreamers and me oh who gave you permission <laughs> But there's one thing that they've missed on here. Nowhere in any of it have they listed um, the pot of gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the penguins hiding the fact that they're actually the leprechauns. Makes sense. Short and angry, definitely the penguins. (laughs) See, I'm getting smarter. I'm picking up on these things now. (laughs) So what's your favourite colour of the rainbow? You first, DJ. Uh, um, um, I'm still gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go blue. Okay. I was half hoping you would pick something that's not actually on the rainbow. Ah, but you see, all the colours are on the rainbow. It's just whether or not you can perceive it on that part of the spectrum True. from where you're looking. And if you're lucky enough to see the colour octarine, Discord joke over your head. Okay, fine. No. Uh, as I said, tired. Long day. Yeah. Um, I was also just thinking. Um. I remember when I was actually doing the, uh, the, I can't remember what it was for now. I was doing a research paper in psychology where we're looking at perception and we're actually looking at the nervous system as it relates to the eyes. So looking at all the mechanics and nervous system aspects of it and the perceptions of color and how animals have, like some of them have, um, a substrata perception and others have a higher strata. Um, so you got some who see ultraviolet and some who see ultra-red or infrared, sorry. Um, and ultraviolet and infrared are actually at opposite ends of the spectrum. So, yeah, and there was a scientist in Australia who's into body modifications in terms of cybernetics who has a implant on his head which picks up all these different colors and he hears it as sound that's cool so he has this piece popping up over the top of his head or something um so apparently he comes along when they do the big robotics thing at qut and every now and again and um he's there and does a talk and is a great exponent on the idea of body modifications through all these different sort of cybernetic implantations and so forth for improving and expanding the capabilities of the human. 
So he, he'll be one of the guys who will have a hard drive implanted into him somewhere that's hard, like, lined up into his brain to improve his memory. Yeah, I've always been into that stuff, but I don't trust myself enough to do my own surgery. Yeah, I don't think he did his own surgery. I think he had it done professionally. So, yeah. But you got to admire the fact that there's people actually out there doing this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So what game have you been playing this week, Professor? Well, I've been flipping between Minecraft, which, mm. uh, as of recording, is celebrating its 10th anniversary with uh, a few announcements. They've uh, announced a Minecraft Earth, which is kind of like Pokemon Go, but Minecraft. And I've also been playing Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead, which is a roguelite uh, game in the vein of um, Dwarf Fortress. It's aiming for ridiculous levels of simulation set in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay. But uh, it's all, like, sci-fi, so you can build cybernetic implants for yourself as um, as upgrades. Mm-hmm. So they're copying me now. Yep. Obviously, they got into your head. <laughs> well, there's plenty of room in there. <laughs> you don't mind sharing? No, it'd be nice to have the company. All the other voices yep. get lonely. Exactly. And people, like, that's, that's one of the things people always say, if you hear voices in your head, that it... It's a sign of, bit of insanity. It may be true, but my goodness, they come up with some great ideas. <laughs> so any um, special recommendations that you found with this game so far? Not yet. For fun, I tried to make a character who uh, inspired by myself to see how well I would survive the apocalypse. Mm. I don't. How quickly did you die? Uh, well, it was my first character, so I died in about... 10 minutes, I started in a, um, a bunker, went outside, tried to swim across the river, and drowned. Okay. So, um, note yourself, learn to swim. Yep. Sweet. I think that's actually a perk you can take during character creation. Well, definitely have to look at that when you're creating a character to take into a game. Um, what have you been playing, DJ? Um, I've been playing a bit of uh, Dota 2, actually. Going back to the good old, Mo- good old MOBAs, they What's did a mo- couple of changes, so uh, which which was pretty surprising for me. Is is this where we we can say the line of what's what's a MOBA? <laughs> we wouldn't have to do this if you hadn't done it first. <laughs> do you, Do you remember what a MOBA is, DJ? Oh no, I don't want to go into this argument. Please stop. Wasn't <laughs> wasn't. It wasn't an argument. I know. It wasn't an argument. It felt like an argument. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was. it's interesting what they did. They did these last couple of months to the game. They added a couple of new characters. Well, not a couple. They added a new character, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new character is called Mars. And he's a strong melee hero. So I hope to try out this hero. Um, this hero when I get the chance. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, he, he's not copying off of the um, God of War Mars, is he? I hope not. <laughs> Why not? He was a good ca- He was a pretty impressive character. I'll, t- I'll take your... I'll see, how, I'll see how it goes. Maybe he might be copying off um, the God of War character, but, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, okay. Um, probably is literally copying off the God of War. Considering Mars is the uh, the Greek god of war. Yeah, I think um, DJ was confusing that with the um, game God of War. 
This is how he looks like, by the way. What do you know, DJ? This is... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's how Mars looks like. I thought he looked like a red dot in the sky. <laughs> if you look closely, you can see the little green man. <laughs> I mean, if they take away the pictures. Trademark professor, there's a, um, I'm going to make a game where you play as Mars <laughs> and you're going to have little green men who run around on your head. <laughs> I would actually want to see that game. I want to play that game now. <laughs> okay, so an RTS game fighting for the, uh, fighting for control of Mars and Mars is just a giant person. Yep. Well, what's that um, one they got at the moment where you, like, you run around and you have to fight the, the- um, massive Titans or whatever. You mean the Colossus of Titans? Is it Colossus of Titans or Colossus? Well, the old one was Shadow of the Colossus. Is there That's a new the one? one. Yeah, That's it, that's yeah. Shadow, it. Shadow of the Colossus. Um, there you go. It's the next evolution of Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> the dandruff of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark buck. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of this. Could be a lot of fun. Um, be a lot more fun than uh, Monster Truck Drive, which is what I've been playing. Although I have to admit, I did actually find a part of it that was fun now. Um, for that, those who have never come across this game, it is a relatively cheap game um, available on Steam where you drive a monster truck sedan and you got four different arenas. Um one is actually called Arena. One is called Moon, which doesn't actually appear to have any gravitational variance in it, which kind of sucked. You think you're on the moon, go for a big jump, get lots of air, float. No. Um, That's just lazy. Yeah, it was quite disappointing. And there was no jumps in it. Like, at least in Arena, you've got jumps. You go to the moon, you're actually stuck in Arena, but they don't put in any jumps. They've got um, ha- giant condom-looking habitats. But you can't drive over them or anything else like that. They're just there to be an obstruction. Um, they got a dish. You can't actually get into it, use it as a jump or anything. So, but um, in the twilight area, it's a massive map and they've got like canyon runs and so forth. You can go for a drive through and you can get a bit of a drift, drift race aspect sort of happening. Although you're not actually racing against anyone, just yourself. <coughs> actually, I just realized something. These, this was made by the same people who brought us Fallout 76. <laughs> really? You're all, well, you're all on your own. There's nobody else there. <laughs> all I need now is somehow to have the car radio turn on and start playing Lonely. <laughs> that Bobby get, Darren song. This game reminds me of um, Trials Fusion, doesn't it, Professor? The Trials Fusion's actually good, so... But the same mechanic as well, though, with the whole... Motorcycle and jumping off ramps and doing insane this stunts. Isn't a, this isn't a motorcycle. This is a car. I agree. That's true. And there's That's only true. there's only a couple of jumps in it. That's true. That's true. 
And Trial Fusion would actually be more of a copy of um, Stunt Car Arena, which was back in the late 80s, early 90s. and was a driving simulator that you could get in the arcade that actually would you could would actually um respond to the environment the car was going through and you'd actually do loop the loop tracks and so forth as a race it does look like um the game allows you to go in uh like full full control it's not straight line like trials isn't it no this I'm is tra- you just drive anywhere yeah, yeah. cars so are straight line yeah trials yeah yeah this is this is just Go find whatever you, you go wherever you want to. If you can get the car to go there, then you go. Which I found out by driving up a um, track to the top of some mountains, and then I did the Skyrim charge down the side, lost control, spun, cartwheeled, and got airborne. Went up over the side of another hill, and there was a massive drop. That was cool for that part. But yeah, pretty um, basic sort of game, and but relatively inexpensive at. What was it? Two dollars eighty-one. On yeah, I think that's what you said. So cheap enough for away money on. Yeah, cheaper than a cup of coffee. At, uh, so, um, which? Uh, hang on. I just remembered there was that guy who turned around who, a few couple of years ago, saying, um, "If young people today would stop buying themselves latte, they could afford to buy themselves a house." <laughs> I thought it was toast. I thought, it was, uh, yeah, smashed avocados. Yeah. Well, I can't remember. I thought it was um, the lattes. He was I think I've people. heard latte as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyone who turns around and starts saying, if, if you give up by having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, you can afford to buy a house, obviously isn't a student because students drink cheap coffee from free coffee whenever they can. We don't spend much of it on much money on coffee and anything else. Mainly because we, ha- we don't have any. Okay. But, um, okay, moving along, shout-outs. On the 17th of May, 1999, the Mummy opened and grossed $43 million in 3,210 theatres in the United States on its opening weekend. And that's the good one with Brendan Fraser and not the shitty Tom Cruise remake. Yes. Um, although, surprisingly enough, Brendan Fraser's not really doing much work anymore, and Tom Cruise, unfortunately, is. Darn it. Um, 14th of May, 1796. English country doctor Edward Jenner administers the first inoculation against smallpox using cowpox or pus in um, Berkeley, Gloucestershire, which we were speaking about, was it last week? Yeah, I think uh, we said it comes down to within a week between the anniversary of the first uh, smallpox vaccine and the eradication of wild smallpox. Yeah, um, we seem to have lost a shout-out here. We've only got two shout-outs. What happened to the third one, DJ? Oh, it was a famous birthday in the end. Yeah. But it was a special one. It was George George Lucas. We got to get. He, he's not just a special birthday. He's he's. George Lucas. Um, I don't think you're going to win this one, DJ. Bucky's pretty adamant. This is this is the the man who brought us Star Wars, and in 1977 created a movie that almost grossed a billion dollars. Which, let's face it, that's just ridiculously awesome. And he's held the record for whichever movie had the highest um, highest income Gross. for 
30 years or something. Yeah. Like and it was Titanic and before Titanic was, uh, was it Jurassic Park? I think so. But um, when you look at the profit margin on um, Star Wars New Hope, which was the 1977 release, his budget was so abysmally small that the profit he made from that, he never had to work again. But he still went out and made all the other Star Wars movies, the Indiana Jones movies. What like, really helped was the merchandise deal. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, on the 14th of May, 1944, George Lucas, American filmmaker, entrepreneur, all-around legend, creator of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Lucasfilms, LucasArts, Industrial Light Magic, chairman of the and CEO of Lucasfilm before selling it to the evil Walt Disney Company in 2012. Um, yeah, it was, was born. So the, the world changed to an amazingly beautiful place. And then he gave it to someone evil. Um, yeah, happy happy birthday, oh wondrous George. Um, remembrances, 11th of May, 2019. We have Peggy Lipton, American actress, model, and singer. She was well known for her role as flower child, Julie Barnes, in the counterculture television series, The Mod Squad, where she won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, television series drama, 1970. Um, formerly married to musician and producer Quincy Jones and mother of their two daughters. She died of colon cancer. She was also famous for her role in Twin Peaks as Norma Jennings as well. Good series. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys hear she died of colon cancer at 72. Is that possible for a lady to die of colon cancer? I thought that was only a bloke's thing. I mean, men can get breast cancer, so I assume it can go either way. Yeah. Ah. It's not like women don't have a colon. Yeah, no, oh. just never, just never heard of it before. That was all. Yeah, yeah I she... think it is higher in men. No, so, no, you... Yeah. Like, right. I think it's, is it only men who get them, um, like, checkups uh, once they're 50 for colon cancer? Uh, it's actually supposed to, um, they've actually dropped the age of that. It's now, um, when you're over 40, you have to go to the doctor and be- turn your head to the side and cough. Yeah, Stephen Fry's got a good bit about that. Yeah, apparently Lipton was re- revealed that she was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2004 and was treated for it. Mm. Uh, she made it a, a long way after she got cancer. Yeah, I, it's... It's one of these things, if you catch it early, you can survive. Yeah. Um, 13th of May, 2019, um, Doris Day, um, actress, singer, animal welfare activist, legend, um, the Blonde Bombshell, um, began her career as a big band singer in 1939, um, achieving... Monumental success with songs such as Sentimental Journey and many other songs and movies such as The Glass Bottom Boat. Um, yeah, unfortunately, passed away. Uh, yeah, massive, massive void to fill. Yeah, yeah we've uh, got a lot of um, people, well, famous actors who have died this year, this week. Yeah. Yep. Um, 14th of, oh, hang on, this is 1919, sorry. 14th of May 1919, Henry John Hines, the German-American entrepreneur, um, 
who started up the Heinz 57 variety. Um, died of pneumonia at age 75. 14th of May, 1998, Frank Sinatra, American singer, actor, producer, um, made man in the mafia, um, <laughs> war hero. Rejected David Bowie's translation of a French song for My Way. Um, yeah, more of a womanizer than James Bond. Um, Actually, uh, with, with Frank Sinatra, is it, was it true that he was a real alcohol? He was really alcoholic most of his life. Ah, uh, who wasn't back then? I know he. I know that all the stories. He's, he he drank a lot. He was a serious player. But would you be prepared to go up and tell him that he was an alcoholic? Oh no, <laughs> I would. If 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 I get the risk of getting a, a wine glass being thrown at me. I wouldn't be worried about the wine glass. I'd be worried about the bottle or the gun or something else. And um, you mind his mob connections. Yes. You'd be sleeping with the fishes. Mm. Um, died of a heart attack at age of 82 in Los Angeles, California. Um, 14th of May, 2019. Tim Conway, American actor, comedian, writer, director, portrayed the net Ensign Parker in the 1960s World War II. Mikhail's Navy, uh, it was on the Carol Burnett show and heaps of other stuff. Um, unfortunately, died of normal pressure hydrocephalus. Basically stroke. water on the brain. Ah. Fluid. At the age of 85 in LA. He was such a funny bloke. Yeah. He was pretty. He's pretty famous for the young kids in as Barnacle Boy in SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, See, I remember him more for Mikhail's Navy. That that was actually fun to watch. Fair enough. Fair it enough. doesn't make me want to claw my eyes out. So scream, make it stop. Fifteenth uh, of May, two thousand and nineteen. Rick Burnett, voice actor known for X Men: The Animated <laughs> Series, Balance of Power. X-Men vs. Street Fighter, and mainly as Kane Marco, also known as the Juggernaut, passed away in Toronto. Um, 16th of May, um, 2019, um, the late, great um, Bob Hawke, um, former Prime Minister of Australia. Um, they say some people call him the Honourable, but he was a politician, so that's questionable. <laughs> um, ho- apparently holds a record for drinking. Um, yeah, the DJ he... wanted us to actually attempt to try and beat his um, record, but yes. Well, someone's already beaten this record, actually. he uh, The record is now five seconds for drinking. Yeah, but see, there's plenty of people out there that are big mouths that should be able to drink a lot more than that a lot quicker. Like, I'm sure the Kardashians could cope with it. <laughs> They've got a mouth bigger. <laughs> with all the hot air that comes out of their mouths. Uh... And... Let's face it, if it stops them talking for a while, then awesome work. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, Bob Hawke died at the age of 89 in Northbridge. Um, so, yeah, I'm still a bit upset with Bob because he um, divorced um, Hazel and went with Blanche. Yeah, that seems to be the biggest complaint I've heard about him since he died. Well, yeah. he, he had you know, he was he was a pretty good bloke for a lot of things, but he, yeah, there was a couple of things he did that, um, yeah, very un, unpopular decisions. He created Medicare, though, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he was involved. 
with the in, when Medicare was being created. He didn't create it. It wasn't his project. That was somebody else. Yeah, and he was the one that announced this Vance Australia Fair to be the national anthem. It's weird to think that hasn't been the national anthem for all that long, really. Yeah, before that it was God Save the Queen. Wouldn't it still have been God Save the King at the time? No. Okay. Um, we've had, like, it's 60 years, like the other year, for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee since she became Queen. So, yeah. And every time you sing God Save the Queen, you give a small part of your essence to extend her life. <laughs> hey, honestly, she's better than most of the politicians and other world leaders, so... <clears throat> Yeah. God, I fear the day when Charles becomes king. That's the thing. The queen's uh, not going to die until he has. <laughs> He's, she's going to outlive them all. Yeah. Hey, um, you joke, but Queen Victoria did a pretty good job of that. She became queen at an extremely young age, and they all thought she was going to be a push around. She ruled with an iron fist and um, lived longer than anyone else expected and kicked more butt than most other people have ever done. What's uh, crazy about Queen Victoria is that photo of her with all of her grandkids. And it's like the Tsar, the uh, Kaiser. Yeah. Um, She was the mother or mother-in-law or grandmother to all the heads of all the royal families in Europe. Yeah, that's why uh, there's um, letters between them that say stuff like, Dear Willie, I don't want to fight you, but I will if I have to. Yes. Because they were and if really I, chummy chummy. And if I win, I will put you over my knee and spank you. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, yeah, moving along. Um, famous birthdays, 13th of May, 1950. We have Stevie Wonder, um, the man whose mother punishes him by putting hundreds of thousands in his brow book. Um, American singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer, and multi-instrumentalist. Um, well, they call him a child prodigy here. I'm just calling him a prodigy. He's just he's ridiculously over over talented. Um, he's even so talented that he can catch falling microphone stands, even though he's blind. <laughs> have you not seen that video? I don't I think have. I have. <laughs> I don't I, know I, if it's uh, if he's fully blind or if he still has like no he's he's general... blind it's just but it was more you 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 got to remember he's been playing with all this sort of stuff since he was a kid true you develop a you develop an idea of where everything is and when something moves you can have your eyes closed and not be looking and you still sense it move you you know when your equipment's not in the right spot. Yeah, well, there's a video of him catching a mic stand as it falls over at some performance yeah i've seen seen the video and anyone who says he's not blind is um yeah they're blowing smoke and not in a good way um yeah happy happy birthday he was born the 13th as i said the 13th of may 1950 which means he is 69 um we've already we've mentioned the inimitable legendary george lucas who for I think it was one of his birthdays. He had the roast where Carrie Fisher literally tore shreds off him <laughs> and was also upset about the fact that every time she looked in a mirror, she had to actually pay him a royalty fee <laughs> because he owned her likeness. Um, 
but yeah, 14th of May, 1969, um, talking about failed politicians, Kate Blanchett, Australian actress, theatre director, although she's never actually run for politics, she apparently knows better than everyone. Um, yeah, great actress, just, okay, remember she's an actress, not a scientist. Um, 14th of May, 1984, we have to do a special shout out here, all hail the Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg. American technology entrepreneur and philanthropist. He's known for co-founding and leading some little-known um, computer program on the internet called Facebook. Um, apparently, he attended university at Harvard, and he launched um, Facebook from his dormitory room. And he only eats meat that he caught himself from the peasants he hunts on his ranch. Yes, and about 50% of that is true. It's either the eating meat part or the hunting peasants part. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want him shutting me down. Because anyone with that amount of money has got to be evil. That's the rule, isn't it? Any computer, oh, well, we've any got computer genius that's worth billions of dollars at that age is being considered as the Antichrist and everything like that. So that's what they did with Uncle Bill. Yeah. And then there's that uh, James Bond movie that's basically about him. Mm-hmm. Although, no, he actually made himself to be like that. He seemed to look at it and think, hey, that's a great rail model to use. <laughs> um, scary thing, talking about Facebook. Apparently, um, Apple technology has lost so much in value because their products are crap. They've actually lost more than Facebook is worth. Wow. So, yeah, it's not the fact that the Chinese are making cheap phones. You're just making crap products. Um, Events of interest before we get sued. (laughs) Um, 14th of May, 1986, Netherlands Institute for War Documentation publishes Anne Frank's Complete Diary. Have you ever actually read that, you guys? I haven't read the whole thing. Now, is this the, the complete one or is this the one that was edited by her dad? This is, well, they're saying the complete diary, so... Okay, because uh, there was a version that was going around for years that um, edited out the bit where she decided she was a lesbian. Yeah, um, whether or not... I don't, I'm not sure whether that was actually true or not, but yeah. Um, I know I had to read... It probably would have been the abridged version when I was in grade six. Um, yeah, but epic work of a young lady. Yeah. Um uh, all those young people out there, or the young whippersnappers, uh, this is someone to hold up as an icon to try and emulate. Some retard on a reality TV show isn't. Some person who apparently calls themselves a musician while looking like they've fallen drunk at, fallen asleep drunk at a party and had people draw all over them and paint their in all sorts of colours isn't. Should we add Buck Rants about uh, rappers to the bingo sheet? <laughs> yes, I think we should. It's not not rappers, mumble rappers. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, but anyone who calls themselves Little Pump deserves to be yelled at for being an idiot. So we've got the Penguins, no, um, pe- Penguins, Kardashian rant, mumble rapper rant. Hey, I don't rant about the Kardashians every time. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's the bonus round, then. That's the bonus. Well, bonus round, you in a minute. <laughs> or the Chinese gamers. Hey, they're not hackers. They've just got better computers. <laughs> the lady told us so. 
and she should know she's Chinese and works for the computer company that sells the computers. <laughs> um, yes, 15th of May, 1928, Walt Disney character Mickey Mouse premieres in his first cartoon, Playing Crazy. It was made as a silent film and given a screen- test screening to a theatre audience, but failed to pick up a distributor. So, yes, unfortunately he survived. Um, but they got a better mousetrap there. Uh, 15th of May. the world. Well, no, no, no. Walt does. Walt from his, from his frozen uh, corpse in a, fr- in a cryogenic vault. Well, did, they, did he die first, or was he cryogenically frozen before he died? He was on his deathbed. They froze him, didn't they? Wasn't he? I don't know, but they're pretty adamant that he's not actually frozen. Which sounds exactly like what someone who doesn't want you to know that they froze their CEO would say. Yeah, but doesn't that mean he's still alive? Yeah. If he's not frozen and he's not dead, oh my goodness, hang on. Well, uh, uh, Warhammer uh, uh, 40k, he's the emperor. (laughs) He becomes the emperor for Warhammer 4DK. (laughs) Slanesh is Mickey. <laughs> but hang on, does that mean that um, Britney Spears and um, uh, Christina Aguilera are sisters of battle? No, no, that would be wrong. <laughs> oh, no. As long as I get to be an Imperial Guardsman, I'm all right. But okay, here's the, he, he, okay. So basically, he died of <clears throat> lung cancer in California. This is Disney, by the way. He was cremated. His legacy lives on to this day. His yeah, so um, the urban legend is basically after Disney's death, more rumors were spread were spreading that Disney's body was not cremated, but it was cryogenically frozen, and that his frozen corpse was stored beneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Well, apparently they used human bones as props for that ride for a while. Oh. Yeah. Well, is yeah, actually, no, they did. Yeah, it was quite common back, like even into the eighties. Uh, I think Poltergeist has some actual bo- um, bodies in it. Yeah, so much for donating your body to science. Well, what do you think they do with it after they do all the stuff in the universities for science? They preserve them. Um, you know how many bodies they do, go through a year for that? Plenty, plenty. Because you got to remember, they they have the student doctors performing operations and dissections and so forth on them. There's only so much you can preserve before you end up with a mountain of corpses. Mm. Which, hang on, let's look at it. Um, the Imperium needs the corpses. Yes, the the um, Walt Disney, as the Emperor of Humanity, feeds off the psychic energy of young creatives, which is why Disney internships associate. Yes, and the reason why they walk away looking like zombies. Um... My goodness, we've just we're rewriting history to explain things now. We're better <laughs> at conspiracy theories than uh, Elvis lives. Oh, there it is. <laughs> bingo. Yeah, bingo. And so you guys say it's all me, but it's not all me. Yeah, no, that's the fun part. Yeah. Oh, what the heck, DJ? Um, fifteenth of May, two thousand and ten. Jessica Watson becomes the youngest person to sail non-stop and unassisted around the world solo. Watson headed northeast, crossing the equator in the Pacific Ocean before crossing the Atlantic and Indian Oceans. 
And if you go to South Bank, you can see the ridiculously tiny boat. She made that amazing journey. And I would hate to be stuck in something that small for that long. Yeah. Although she could always just jump out and go for a swim, couldn't she, I suppose? <laughs> there was and I a imagine lot... jumping out and swimming and losing grip on your tether while you're sailing across and your boat sails away until it's a dot on the horizon as you bob in the waves. Isn't that what happens Enjoy in... Enjoy your um, nightmares. Isn't that part of what happens in um, Pirates of the Caribbean? And he gets rescued by sea, by sea turtles? Yeah, that's... Um, I don't know, he was on an island. Oh, okay. They marooned him on an island, and uh, I think he yeah he tied the sea turtles together with his chest hair or something. <laughs> oh. And thinking about Johnny Depp's chest hair is not a pleasant thing. Not not as um, fascinating as uh, the DJ's crushes. Um, uh. <laughs> no, we we won't say names just because we don't want to embarrass the stars that he has a crush on. Um. 16th of May, um, 1888, the amazingly intelligent and legendary Nikola Tesla delivers a lecture describing the equipment which will allow efficient generation and use of alternating currents to transmit electric power over long distances. His lecture caught the attention of George Westinghouse, the inventor who launched the first AC power system near Boston, and was Edison's major competitor in the Battle of the Currents. Now, I wish Tesla had all of these different bits and pieces come to reality. Yeah. He was the uh, the first person to investigate wireless power. He worked out that by building a giant transmitter, he could power objects kilometers away. Yes. Also, he was a friend of... Um, oh, I was actually just reading some about the fact he's got his special um, show coming up soon. Um, the Australian scientist and inventor. Um, Branch. Um, no, the book was written by his um, granddaughter, or great-granddaughter, Lorraine Branch. Oh, uh, yeah, we uh, we covered that, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Ah, uh, Fred, I was actually looking at it just this afternoon, too. My goodness, Henry I feel bad. Sutton. That's it, Henry Sutton. Um, yeah. Um, Nikola Tesla was friends and uh, confident of Henry Sutton. So, yeah, I think we've taken you on a complete round-the-world trip. We've blown your mind with the revelation that Walt Disney is actually the emperor of the human imperium (laughs) and that we're not all rebel scum. We're all peasants at the behest of... The Imperium, and if you're lucky, you can become an Ippy Guard or um, assail the heights as um, an Ultramarine or an Inquisitor. But yeah, that's the end of the show. Um, where can they find us, DJ? Uh, they can find us on Facebook at Nerds Amalgamated. They can find us on Twitter at N Amalgamated. Uh, they can email us at nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. They can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, on our website at that'snotcanon.com. Um, they can find the old, they can find archive of, an archive of our old episodes and merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me, um, at, at certain coffee shops enjoying a beautiful cup of tea or a cup of coffee. 
um, the DJ um, in some reputable places, in some not so reputable places. The non reputable places being particular department stores. Um, we can find oh, that about Kmart. I didn't say Kmart. Oh. Because according to Rain Man, Kmart sucks. Um, you can find the professor hiding in the back of a cabinet playing with cables. But other than that, um, it's, yeah, please remember to take care of yourselves and stay hydrated. Hooroo. See you guys. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.